I'm from that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, 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 dirt. Gotta get back to I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. It is officially our one year anniversary. This year, or this week, one year ago, we sat here and started our first episode. I believe it was called Racing is Back. Yes. Which was um, a bad premonition because I don't think we raced for a month after we started that first episode. I think you're exactly right. I think we made it to the racetrack twice in the next month but never raced we all got there and had to leave because of the rain so but uh so we're not gonna make any uh you know assumptions we're just gonna say hey that the the it's close the indian icebreaker is is close it's this saturday um and we're we're hoping and keeping our fingers crossed but uh for those of you again we apologize this is going to come out a little later we couldn't get on facebook live thank you mark zuckerberg um must be too busy with you know privacy issues or whatever else he's been talking about on cnn and uh you couldn't get my facebook live posted so uh but we do have um before we get into our actual guest tonight i did post earlier that we had a a special in studio guest and it is the return of the man the myth the legend nathan white shoes bowling i don't know I if he's don't know. i ain't gonna call him a guest anymore he's you know he comes enough that well i know. just had to come tonight to get my self-esteem boosted up so <laughs> <laughs> no it's I do say that I, I really appreciated when you said I won the internet last night. That yeah. was that was my favorite. Did you see the post I put up? No, I didn't see that. He, uh, I don't even remember what you. What did you post? Um, oh, it might be the return it, of white shoes tomorrow. Yeah, you, it was on the throttled up. Oh, okay, I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, and then I put the gif of the kid scrubbing his white tennis shoes with a, with a toothbrush <laughs> and getting them ready. So uh, yeah, we are. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see those white tennis shoes get uh, muddy. Oh yes, yeah. yeah um so but uh matt like i said a year in man and uh this is the 41st episode we've put out and you know i i want to say that it's it's been really cool it's been a lot of fun it's crazy to me that we're a year in and 41 episodes in and uh you know i just i appreciate you always being my my sidekick here and 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 doing the show with me well i've started this relationship off like i have every every other one in my life i i didn't get you anything dustin so (laughs) You know, I am batting, batting a thousand with all uh, all my anniversaries. So here's the good thing: there's no divorce proceedings here. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> so, uh, nothing to worry about. But uh, I I am excited. We have a um, you know a very special guest yes. tonight. Um, you know, local guy. Uh, he graduated from you know obviously. I'm from the Jennings County area. You're from the Jennings County area. He graduated from that other school, West on 50. That's how we uh, we talk about it. But oh, uh, that school that wears purple. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Not 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 even purple. It's who's your tire color. That's what I yeah. always say. Oh, I, I like that better. <laughs> you know, yeah. the the school to the west that wears the who's your tire color. Um, but even though we we joke with him, uh, Steve Maynard is on the phone with us tonight. Uh, works at Earnhardt uh, Technologies Group. He reached out to us all the way from Mooresville, North Carolina, uh, and wanted to come on. And Steve, man, I appreciate it, and welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast. Yeah, man, thanks a lot. I'm, I'm glad you guys got got a chance to have me on there. And Steve, so and, go yeah, ahead, 
Go ahead. And I, I was just going to say, and I am a Seymour Owl for everybody <laughs> wondering that purple that purple team. Yeah. <laughs> I almost had him. I cut in right there at the right I time know, to block I it. I, I backed out. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have done it. You know. You, when you get the, when you got the opening on the racetrack, you got to shoot the gap, and I I pulled back and and waited. So hey, you, sometimes you just can't pick where your parents live. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, right. obviously, man, you've not just made racing a passion for you; you've made it a career. And where did that passion start? Well, I guess it started really right there uh, in, in uh, at Brownstown Speedway. Uh, you know, being local there, um, we would always, my family and, and I would go to the racetracks on Saturday night, and Brownstown was always uh, my favorite place to go And because the racing was always so good. And, and I just, from that very early age, I just decided that, I wanted to work on race cars and whatever it took to do that, I was going to, I was going to make it happen. And, uh, so, you know, that's kind of where it started. So what was the first car you, you helped work on? Was it a local dirt car or did you, did you really? Yeah. I mean, really, um, I had some family that raced, um, kind of got to be around that group a little bit. And, um, I grew up across the street from, um, the Money Brothers that raced ASA with yeah. Mike Eddy, yeah. and uh, I hung out in that shop a lot. So that was my first taste of, of real race race cars was was asphalt cars. And uh, but you know I didn't get to go to those races much, and and because uh, they traveled quite a bit. And of course you know I was I was only eight, nine, ten year old boy then. So um, but then you know like I said, just after going to Brownstown and. And, and meeting, um, I actually got to meet um, for the first time down there uh, CJ Masters, and got to talking to him. and And um, CJ said invited me to come down to their shop there in Crowsville and talk to the boys and um, about a job. and And the rest is history there. And so I've just progressed along from from that time. So when you worked at Masterbuilt, was that? Uh... When uh, Jason Heyman and Brad Irwin and Rick Gum was all inside Master Bill at that time? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I apologize. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I see more yeah, Allen. You had to work with all those guys. That's wow. that's rough. <laughs> yeah, there, it was uh, it was it was quite interesting. We had uh, Darren Treview was there. Yeah, as well. I, yeah. Uh, I forgot about Darren. Yeah. Yeah. So so it was it was there was never a dull day. I promise you. It was, uh, <laughs> You better have some thick skin if you was going to work with that bunch. But, uh, Rick Gum just well, lives in Crothersville, and there's not a dull day down here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Steve, uh, you, you obviously went down to Mastersville, and then how did you go from, from here in Crothersville and Seymour in the Brownstown area and end up at Earnhardt Technology Group all the way in Mooresville, North Carolina? Well, I got – got to go into the races with Keith and Tater quite a bit with John Gill through the years and, and got to meet, um, I got to meet Rodney Combs and Rodney Combs awesome. Jr. And, um, talk to them guys and, and they, you know, they kind of filled me in on what it was like to be down here working on the cup cars and all that, uh, type of stuff. And I knew I had the skill to do it. And, um, so after talking to them, uh, they kind of got my foot in the door and, and I just, it was kind of like a challenge to myself. Uh, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see if I could 
actually worked at the highest level in, in racing and um and fortunately it's worked out and where did you what did you start out doing when you went down to to earnhardt group when i started there i actually hired in i was working on a 15 car for paul menard um the menard's car uh he was racing a limited schedule of uh uh bush which is now xfinity and uh, partial scheduling cup um that's where i started um and then um you know just kind of hung on with that team till till um um di actually uh, merged with ganassi and uh, um i stayed with uh i stayed at the earnhardt building and and that's when we formed earnhardt Te- technology group so as a, when i started i was a fabricator I basically went in and helped them assemble cars and, and, you know, whatever, whatever needed to be done to, to make sure that car was at the racetracks on the weekend. So about what year did you go down, down there when you was helping on the Menard car? Just so we can get a timeline going here. Oh, been 2005. Okay. All 2005. Right. Yep. 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 And there was, a, I'd worked to, to masters until year 2000 and, um, actually worked for myself for about five years four and a half years out of my own shop just building odds and end pieces for for guys uh race parts and things that you know not 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 building cars or anything just building some parts and pieces for some guys and and uh thought you know i'm 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 not getting any younger i thought now you know in 2005 i thought now if i want to do it i've got the opportunity i'm going to go ahead and do it so that's what i did that had you about what in the mid 30s then when you decided to make the jump down there to nascar land yeah yes mid 30s yep and so now obviously you're not on the the 15 at paul menard anymore so what are you what are you doing day-to-day now at earnhardt technologies group well day-to-day now is pretty much um for me is pretty much part sales um part sales and um customer relations uh talking to to customers that buy our parts um, we build a little bit of, of, uh, asphalt late model parts, a lot of dirt late model parts, some modified dirt, modified parts. Um, so we kind of got, you know, a full gamut of stuff that we do there. So for me, it's pretty much, uh, handling the parts side of it, making sure that the, the parts that the bot, the guys buy are, are what they need and, and, and give them a little, uh, support after the sale, you would say. Steve, I'm going to take a break real quick here just for a second um, and throw our sponsors out. We'll throw out our first set of sponsors here, and we'll be right back. In the FastLaneProductions.com is the premier place in southern Indiana to see all of the racing action from Brownstown Speedway on Saturday nights. Go and get your premier account now, especially headed into the off season. It's a great opportunity to review all the racing action from 2018 as well as past seasons. Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea is the place for any race fan to get racing memorabilia. Mark and Jamie Schaefer will work to make whatever custom photo product you would like, from prints, keychains, magnets, buttons, and much more. Stop by the Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea booth and let Bronze Bobby know what they can do for you. Don't let your Saturday night go without the excitement and live action at Southern Indiana's premier dirt track, Brownstown Speedway. Racing every Saturday night, starting with the Indiana Icebreaker, March 16th. Wanted to start a podcast but don't know where to start? 
APR Podcast Studios in Crowthersville, Indiana is available to record, edit, and produce a podcast in-house for you for a minimal fee. Don't waste hundreds or even thousands of dollars trying to get started. Let APR Podcast Studios do the hard work and you worry about the content and entertainment. APR Podcast Studios is available by email at aprpodcaststudios at gmail.com or by phone at 812-455-1313. All right, Steve, and we're back. And I uh, just want to shout out and say thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, we got a couple more sets we'll run in here, but I appreciate those guys always being on board with us. And Steve, I want to ask you this. You know, you talk about you guys make the parts for the dirt modifieds, the asphalt late models, and the dirt late models. What would you say is the advantage of, of getting involved with Earnhardt Technology Groups? How can you help that driver that wants to go to the next level? Well, I would say that there's a, there's a, a number of things. Um, first of all, you know, we try to build parts that are um, user-friendly, uh, parts that come with an explanation, not just build a part and sell it to you. Um, so not just the parts. I mean, there's there's feedback that you get. Um, fortunate where we're at, uh, we've been able to work with some real good race car drivers over the years and some good teams and, and build a pretty good notebook of, of what it takes to, to, to be successful. And so, uh, you know, that, that's a big part of it. Um, all of our parts, obviously with the Earnhardt name on them are, are the best that you could possibly build. Um, we just build a really high quality in high-end part that that you know i i felt like um there was a place for it in our sport it may you know there's 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 certainly things that that we do that that cost money um but there's there's a lot of speed to be had you know and and we do try to do a lot a fair amount of uh testing and uh engineering and r&d work on anything that we build uh and that starts with those top tier teams, you know, with those guys running that stuff out there uh, on the tour and racing it night in, night out with the best of the best. Well, that just I can spread that out to to all the customers, uh, you know. So I, I feel like that's a that's one of the, the good key uh, ingredients to to why we're successful at ETG. And Steve, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little bit here. As we talked about you kind of growing up there at Brownstown Speedway, who were some of those heroes when you were growing up and that you just really loved to get to see at Brownstown Speedway? Oh man, there was a lot of them, but I mean, I, first off, you know, I, I would say that, that growing up there, names like Curry, um, um, Gill, um, those got Pierce, those guys were, you know, those guys were, were fun to watch. They really were. And not only were they, uh, not only were they fun to watch, but they were fun to, to interact with as a, as a young boy going up to them, you know, you look up to them and, and, and you, and you talk to them and, and they were just full of passion about what they did. You know, I think at that time, those guys were pretty much racing for, for a hobby. You know, it really wasn't, it wasn't their livelihood. And they was having so much fun doing it, you know. So uh, those three guys there come to mind. And, you know, there, there was, you know, Mike Jewell, um, <laughs> Rick Hines, you know, all those guys um, just, you know, were it was a ball to get a, to, to watch those guys race for sure. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, when I was a kid there, there was, there was a time there 
that I actually expected Rick Hines to go to NASCAR. I mean, you know, that he had a, a short period of absolute domination there that I really thought he was going to move on, you know, to the next level of racing there. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys that could could potentially and, and have absolutely have the, the ability to do it, I believe. I, I just think that that some of those guys, I think, you know, they they choose to stay where they're at because, I mean, dirt racing is is so exciting and so um, so fun. You know, it, it's just good racing. The the cars are fun. Um, so I, I think a lot of those guys make make decisions that keep them in dirt late model racing and don't go to NASCAR because you know it, it's just it seems like once they get to the cup level and that. A lot of the fun's gone out of it, and oh, yeah. um, I, I, I'm not sure they they really, you know, want to do that. Well, and I know, I mean, you look at those guys that are even in the NASCAR, that you know, the Larsons and Stewart when he was in, these guys that they can't wait to to find days off to go race. Um, I, I listened to that interview the other day on the Dale Junior Download, and I think it, uh, Stewart said he had 93 races scheduled this year mm-hmm. um, in his sprint yeah. cars, and I mean that's. You know, and he was excited to say that. If he would have said NASCAR was running 93 races and he was still in the car, not not knocking NASCAR, but that would be a drag. But he was like, yeah, I got 93 races. I'm hoping to add a few more. And, and it is. It's a, it's a whole different feeling when you're, when you're just, you know, getting to do it for fun and, and, and a hobby. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And, and I got to say, I mean, guys like Tony and, and Larson and, and, and a few of those guys, Clint Boyer, those guys are giving back to our sport of, of dirt racing, and, and yes. it's good to see. You know, it's, it really is. I, I, I and, and that just that speaks volumes about what dirt racing uh, is uh, in its strong. And and, and I, I, I want to thank those guys. I mean, they they really really contribute and give back, and and that, that's good. We we all need that. I, I totally agree with you. You know, those guys haven't forgot where they came from, and and they've given so much back and given you know given guys opportunities that that might not have got that. So I'm like you on to tip my hat to them and, and you know thank them for for doing that for our sport. Well, and I've said this before, and I know you and I have talked about this off the air, but I always find it funny too when when fans sometimes want to attack those guys when they come back. And I I talked to you a couple years ago when I was at the No Way Out and chase briscoe came in after he'd yeah. gotten the uh, the truck series ride and there were some fans that just were so mad like oh nascar money nascar money nascar money look at this guy and chase is one of the most down-to-earth guys you could meet and he's he was building that team to to give back and to put yes. guys in jobs and you know brady short is now on that team and he's he's got dave darlin in the seat i mean how can you not appreciate a young kid like that that respects where the sport came from? And I hated, I, I mean, I had to bite my tongue sitting there with some of those fans because I'm like, really? You're attacking this guy who could, he could be sitting on the beach somewhere right now instead of coming from Iowa Speedway to race it at Brownstown tonight. So, yeah, that's what they didn't realize is he left the truck race and, and came straight to Brownstown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He could have flown anywhere in the world and, and spent a Saturday night and he's, a, he's at Brownstown jumping in a sprint car. Yeah, and it, it raises the it raises the awareness of our, of our sport. You know, when you have names like that, because those guys are those guys are, you know, they have a platform to to pull dirt racing up. You know, and not only the re- other racers, I mean, they can help pull these racetracks up. For example, uh, you know, we need we need uh, more guys like that to bring some not 
so much corporate money to take over, but our sport needs a little injection to some of these racetracks that we go to uh, for, to make it better for the fans and, and all around. And, and like what Tony's done at Eldor, I mean, that's a, that's a, a, a fantastic place. You know, I mean, if you just go there and look around at what he's done there, you know, since he's had it uh, for the fans alone, it's unbelievable. You know, and and Roger Sellers at uh, Smoky Mountain uh, yes. Speedway over in Tennessee is doing the same thing. You know, so that's that's what we need to help grow and keep keep people coming to these races and and keep us all uh, keep us all in this sport that we, that we all love. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, it's uh, our sport is almost an addiction. You know, you was you was exposed to it at a young age as as well as you know Nathan and and Dustin and myself here and. You know, we, we need to keep finding ways to, to expose this young generation to it because, you know, when you look around the stands, it doesn't seem like we have that big burst of young generations watching the races anymore. You know, it's a local track, and we, we need to figure out ways to do that. I agree with that totally. And, and, and honestly, I think the, the crate racing has helped bring some of that back um, because it's it's allowed some of these people that – that may not be able to afford an, a, a super motor to go race a dirt late model, even though it is a crate motor, they're still able to go race it. And, and a lot of the younger guys are, are, that's their start. You know, that's a good stepping stone. And the more of those guys that we get in, the more people they're going to bring to the, to, to the racetracks to watch them race. And, 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 and so it's, it's better for all of us. So, yes, I, I totally, I totally agree with you on that too, you know, and, whatever gets them in there and gets them exposed and you know you you branched out on the on the manufacturing side of things and you know you made a career out of that and and i wish other people realize there's so many avenues inside the racing world that you can go to and and po- you know possibly make a career out of it that uh, we really need to push our sport more for the industry inside the sport yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah i mean and 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 little and not- Little things also to me, like I think back of the days of going to Brownstown, uh, and I can remember sitting in the in the grandstands and after the races, all the cars would pull, trucks and trailers stretch. would pull out on the front stretch. They'd open that front gate because that's where the pay shack was. Yep. And and you could go down there as a little boy, touch, feel them race cars, and, and look and, and see them drivers and things. I think any way that we can do that, sort of thing and get the fans more involved in what's going on uh, the better off we are and and and, you know i i think that i think there's a lot of tracks that are that are realizing that now that it's not just it's not just another race it's got to be an event every time that you open the front gate yep you have to make the race an event and and i was right there with you man i I couldn't wait to get down there you know because you could you know the motors were still hot and (laughs) the the mud was drying on on the header still and you know the drivers were right there and you know i grew up my family were nascar fans you know ever since i can remember you know we watched nascar on sunday but we was at the races on saturday night and i felt such an attachment to those drivers that i watched on saturday night because you know after the races i could walk down and i could see them i could talk to them you know they talked to me and and uh you know that that just made me love the sport more and more as a, as a young kid and that's the big connection that i think too and, and i brought it up on here before but to watch how ate up my son is now with racing <laughs> since doing this podcast and him getting to interact with drivers a little bit and get to know them that's the other part i think tracks have to realize i think the drivers try to do as good of a job yeah. as they can to connect 
but the tracks have to give them those opportunities to interact with kids and be around kids and excite those kids. Because again, we all know, you know, we've talked, if you give me a trophy, if I'm a driver and I hand a trophy over to some, you know, six, seven, eight year old kid, he's going to school on Monday and telling everybody there what happened. (laughs) And every kid is going home and telling dad, we need to go to the races this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Steve, I'm going to ask you this, too, and, and kind of jump up a little bit. During your time there in NASCAR and things, who's some of the – and I don't, want, I don't want to put you in a spot where you, 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 you know, make anybody mad or anything, but who's some of the most talented guys you've gotten a chance to see you know, at the NASCAR level or work with at the NASCAR level? Well, you know, there, there's a lot of them guys that have talent, and they all have different degrees of talent. You know, um, as far as someone that, that really – really really probably gets it um i mean from raw talent to uh, being able to speak when a microphone's put in his mouth to you know whatever it is i I would say that tony stewart has probably made one of the biggest impacts in nascar uh you know since dale's dale's passing so um he's one um you know and and really all of them guys, like I said, they they all have their different degrees of talent. But I look at I look at a little the whole picture, not just the driving talent, because uh, at that level it it takes it takes a little bit more than just driving skill. You have to you have because the races are so long and, and and there's so much that can happen in a four hour race that you know them guys use their brains a little bit more than some of these some of these other guys, but uh you know to be honest with you probably tony is probably the guy that 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 has made made the biggest uh impact as far as that goes for me and i'm very biased because i grew up a huge stewart fan and i won't i won't deny that whatsoever but you know the thing that i always loved about him is he's a competitor and he's a racer it doesn't matter if you've got office chairs in the hallway he's going to race you as hard as he can in any opportunity he's gotten and I loved again that the interview I just listened to with him the other day when you know when he made the statement, "I'm not good enough to run a 410 sprint at Knoxville." And for a Stewart fan, you're like, "Dude, you're you're Tony Stewart, man. You're you're a sprint car guy. You're a USAC legend. You've been an IndyCar champion, NASCAR champion." He's like, no, you, "You don't realize how good these guys are that are getting in these 410 cars and running at Knoxville." And he goes, "I'm not good enough. I'm not going to put myself out there." Uh, and and screw up somebody else's night and i thought you know for a guy that's a champion and a competitor that's an impressive perspective too to give respect to those guys that do it every day uh night in night out i want to tell sure go ahead steve oh i was just gonna say yeah i mean and tony has his passion for 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 racing period is is on a you know on a very high level you know i mean he it like you said it doesn't matter what it is um, the guy, the guy wants to wheel. He wants to get in there, and he wants to, he wants to drive. And and uh, for him to to be able to do it in as many different things as he has is is just amazing. I, I was going to go the other direction with this. I actually just finished the uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. book about uh, you know him coming forward with all his concussion issues. And I'll tell you what, that book right there, you know, because he puts in there all the no- mental notes that he had put in on his iPhone when he was going through all of, all of his uh, symptoms and everything and to hear the struggle, you know, that he had to actually come out of the seat because he knew that he had to do that for himself. You know, th- that struggle with that, that, uh, 
that was unreal for me to, to you know too to to see all he experienced with that and it really bothers me it, when fans talk about him like oh you just had a concussion man get back in the seat but for him to realize the potential health risk that it was going to carry on for him for the rest of his life they act like that was such an easy decision for him to walk away from it and that wasn't at all after reading the book he suffered with that for seven years i mean there was a lot of time that what he said in the book it was he just faked it because there was too many people dependent on him not to fake it that's right that's right yeah and steve what's uh you know what you know you talk about who you had the most who had the most talent but but what's probably your favorite moment or something that's happened while you've been down there in, uh, at, at Earnhardt Technologies Group and DEI? Oh, probably having, um, I mean, as far as, as, far as uh, the cup stuff goes, um, we did, uh, we did uh, was a part of the Daytona 500 win with Jamie McMurray. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, so uh, that would probably be the biggest moment um you know there, there's been a lot you know honestly just being able to uh uh work at you know such an icon uh work for an icon you know no even though he's gone it's still you know it's still a a place that that dale built and and um it's just it's just cool to be around there and see some of the the memorabilia and and some stuff that um dale that that dale has on display over there that you know i i just you know i wake up and and uh smile every day knowing that that i get to go to there and 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 live out my dream well steve i gotta tell you you have like become like one of my new heroes in in life (laughs) because when i was in like about my mid-20s i remember sitting uh at my grandpa's house and reading winston cup scene and on the mm-hmm. back of it, they had all the, the NASCAR jobs posted. And I kept thinking, you know, I'd really like to go down there and do that. But I never had the guts to uproot myself out of, you know, Jennings County area of, of Indiana and drive down there and make that attempt. So because you made that attempt and, and I mean, you, you are definitely are a, a new hero in life here that, that uh, you, you come from the same area I did and went down there and, and did that. And uh, that, that's just awesome to me, man, that, that you got to live that life. Well, I appreciate that. I, I really do. I, you know, it's, it's, I've had to work hard and, 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 um, I kind of really, you know, didn't, didn't think that, that, uh, I would still be down here working in, uh, in this area because I, <clears throat> I actually thought that I would come down here and work for a few years and gain some knowledge and then, you know, start my own, my own, uh, shop up or something like that and get back to dirt. Well, as it turns out, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's coming full circle to dirt now. So where I'm at, so it's kind of amazing how it's worked out, but you know, I I feel fortunate, you know, I've had a lot of good people. I've had a lot of good people in my, in my career that have come and come into my life and helped me and, and uh, taught me things that uh, have, uh, you know, play a part in, in every day for me, you know, so um uh, i i'm i'm pretty much blessed like i get you know that's why me and dustin do this this is our our give back to the sport we love you know we get to do this on wednesday evenings and then you know i get to go announce at brownstown which you know i was like you i grew up there so just walking into the gates at that joint is you know it's a, a thrill in itself just to be there on on a saturday night 
So, you know, this is our way of giving back. But like I said, you, uh, you really inspired me because I wanted to do that. And I just, I just didn't have the guts to, uh, to say, yeah, I'm going to move down there and try this. Well, I got two sons, uh, Scott and Cody and, uh, Scott's 27, 28 and Cody is 21, 22. Uh, and Scott works at Stewart Haas and Cody works at Penske. So I thought I'd move down here and they wouldn't want to race, you know, get involved in racing. But as it turns out, they're both, they're both making a pretty good living doing it down here now too. So that's gotta um, be a pretty so, interesting uh, Daytona 500 Sunday yeah, that's afternoon. What I was thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they pretty much was at each other uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that weekend for sure. Well, it really started last year, you know, as they were coming down the championship uh, uh, with Logano and and uh, Harvick. It, you know, it was it was uh, it was pretty cool as a, as a father to sit back and watch them have that much uh, passion towards oh, yeah. you know what what was going on. So. It was cool. Well, let's take one more, uh, or well, let's take a break here real quick, get in uh, four more of our sponsors, and we'll be right back, Steve. Yes. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc., they also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place, p3racingshirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite, dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power during severe weather this year. Contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. APR Podcast Studios in Crothersville, Indiana is excited to announce a new show coming to the APR weekly lineup. Who's Your Hardwoods Live will be a weekly hunting and fishing podcast that you won't want to miss. Co-hosts Matt Lamar and Muriel Robinson bring their expertise and experience to the airways as they discuss techniques, products, locations, and maybe even a few mistakes they've made in the woods before. Don't miss all of the content from Who's Your Hardwoods Live coming out later in February. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. I have to say, it was uh, Nathan White Shoes over there. He he really enjoyed our uh, p3racingshirts.com ad. That's yeah. pretty good. I hear a lot of comments about that one there. Yeah, so, you that's know, the first we, time we, I'd heard that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was an all that was a staples man. That's that was good. all him. That's good creative mind at work (laughs) so steve i'm gonna throw this a little bit different because obviously i know you're still a dirt guy um who's some of the guys right now you know in in the dirt late model scene that that are really impressing you that you think uh are up and comers well 
I, there's a lot of good little drivers that are that are that are coming along nicely. Um, you know, I I I, I think that um, you know I, I tend to thank Brandon Overton. I don't know if you can oh, yeah. consider him one of the new guys, but we'll, I get to work with Brandon pretty closely on a lot of things. And uh, Brandon and obviously Nick Hoffman, he's right here from uh, Mooresville. I get to work with him a little bit with his modified stuff and. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good, good guys out there. I, I tell you, some of these modified guys that are coming up are going to make, going to make some awesome super late model guys. I, I, I really believe it, you know, uh, working with them, uh, given the opportunity, I think, I think, uh, there, there's going to be in the next two or three years, there's going to be some really, really stout, uh, super guys coming from the modified ranks. But, uh, you know, those guys that, you know, obviously Hudson O'Neill, I mean, the, the kid is just incredible behind the wheel. You know, I mean, um, he, he does such a, a good job for, for no more experience than he has is, 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 uh, pretty awesome to see. I'll tell you after the, uh, the race is down at Florida, you just can't uh, rule out Tyler Herb, you know, old turbo there. I, I, I think he really showed his talent down there while they was in Florida. Yeah, Turbo's uh, Turbo's been on an on an upswing for the last year, uh, a little over a year. You know, he he uh, he he got out on the road and, and started racing and and uh, uh, worked on his cars and got better everywhere he went. And uh, I think he's he's it's really starting to uh, it's really starting to show over the last year. And honestly, I I believe that uh, I believe that Tyler and that team uh, could very easily very easily win the lucas oil championship this year i have to totally agree with you on that one and i'm going to say and there may be a lot of people that disagree with me he's got that competitive edge that you when you talk about a stewart and an earnhardt and and i'm not just the the way he approaches races and even interviews afterwards and of the greats i mean he has got this he's there to win it's business you know he's not there to yeah. mess around, and I I love that about him. And I know some people that that's a reason to hate him, but I love yeah. that about it when guys have that edge. Well, he kind of remind I, I tell you, he he honestly kind of reminds me of of uh, the how Don O'Neill come up through. You yes, know, if you remember in the day, Don O'Neill was he, he Don O'Neill wasn't afraid to throw an elbow. You know, no. I mean, he'd race you hard, and yeah, and and kind of a good hard racer, and and. And I think Tyler Tyler reminds me a lot of, of Don O'Neill for sure. Well, he showed that there after he had to replace the quarter panel in Florida and, you know, wrote on the side of it, I didn't come here to make friends, just money. <laughs> so, you know, that he pretty yeah. much drew the line in the sand right there. Yeah, not 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 to mention that he's probably the best interview in the pit area. Too, oh, yeah. So. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. You're exactly right. Yeah, and uh, so and you talked about some of these modified guys. Who are some of the modified guys that that you're excited about? Well, I'll tell you, uh, there's a couple up in y'all's area. Uh, I work. I'm going to work closely with Derek Groomer this year. Oh yeah, uh, out of Bloomington, with, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Worked with yeah. him last year uh, quite a bit, and uh, Derek Derek has done a good job last year, and and I think he's got a he's got an elite car this year uh from yep. Hoffman so I look for big things from from Derek and then uh Mike McKinney is another one that uh yep. uh, that we try to try to help out uh, as much as we can and uh you know those guys those guys are those guys are good wheel men and and they know how to work on the race cars and and uh they 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 both have the wheel to win 
and that that impresses me and and makes me want to help them even more i'll I'll tell you somebody that uh i'm pretty confident impressed all three of us at brownstown last year i don't know if you heard much of him down there where you are but it was uh, tyler nicely i mean every time he came to brownstown he lit the modified series on fire there yeah, we did. We we helped Tyler all last year and going to continue to help him this year. Um, Tyler had a good year. Ty, Tyler's Tyler's one of them guys that that is um, is easy to work with and and really has uh, really has a desire to win as much as probably anybody that that I've ever worked with. Uh, you know, and he's a good clean racer. You know, he he, he does things right. And uh, I would I I would totally agree with you. I, I tell you, he's, agree with you. he's the definition of smooth when he gets out on the racetrack, man. I mean, he just, you know, that car, it's almost looked like he has no effort in it. And, you know, we all know that he's working his hind end off in the car, but, you know, the car is, is hooked up and, and he's a good driver and it just looks smooth as can be when he's out on the racetrack. Uh, yeah, very much so. And I, and I, and for him to win as much as he did last year against the competition up in that area is is remarkable because there's there's a lot of good race cars in that area, Southern Illinois, Southern Indiana, you know, down into there. Um, so uh, I, I I'm impressed. And I will say this: I know that the modified guys there at Brownstown Speedway obviously get excited when Tyler comes in for the fact of getting to compete with him. There's nobody that's scared of him, but the whole pit demeanor changes when yeah. nicely pulls in <laughs> yes. and in the sense yeah. of you see, you see drivers start the pressures up. You see crew guys working a little harder. I mean, everything is on the line when nicely is there. Cause you know, you've got to be on it to run with him there when, when he pulls in. And you know, Brown sounds no, yeah. no stranger to, uh, dominating in the modified series. You know, we, uh, we had the havoc of Devin Gilpin for years and years, you know, three-time national champion mm-hmm. that, that called Brownstown home. And, you know, he still ventures around. And they'll say anytime he yep. can get in one, he's still yeah. pretty darn good. So the nights that we had, mm-hmm. you know, we had Tyler Nicely and, and uh, Groomer there and, and Devin Gilpin. And, I mean, you know, that was a who's who of UMP modified racing right there at Brownstown Speedway. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it's it's a uh, it's a hotbed for for them cars and then them drivers. And I actually saw I think last year probably I mean it just it really tickled me to see uh, I think it was uh, last year at the Jackson One Hundred I think got rained out rained on raced on Sunday. Yes. Uh, and then the modified race was was after the Jackson, and that was that was a that was a race between uh groomer and nicely and they had a they had an awesome race yes and, and i had that i had a hand on, in on both those cars and and to see them guys competing like they were at my home track that way was was awesome and, and since you brought that up i'm going to give a big throw out there to dirt on dirt that uh they were kind enough to let uh let the cameras keep rolling there you know after the jackson 100 to get the modifieds and the super stock class in you know, on that package deal with the Jackson 100. So I do want to give a big shout out to Dirt on Dirt on that for doing that for us. Yeah, and that's such a cool deal, especially for those, you know, those support classes at the Jackson to get a chance to show what they can do as well. Um, to, to a crowd that might never get to see them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And get their name out there a little bit. Steve, I'm going to ask you, this is something we've asked a lot of drivers that have, uh, you know, have kind of been around the sport for a while what we're and then this is great for you in the industry and the technical side of it where do you see the greatest you know advancements or changes in the racing industry since you've been involved oh man um there's been a lot but i would say that probably 
the biggest advancement has been in um, has been in the shock technology and the aero department. Um, those two items now, uh, you know, ten years ago, pretty much everybody was on the same shock, um, pretty much run the same valve in the shock, and pretty much everybody had the same looking body. Uh, now, if you look at these race cars, and if you really walk through the pits and look at some of these cars. The aero platform that these cars are on now is is wicked crazy. It really is. Uh, uh, and you wouldn't think that it would would uh, contribute that much for a dirt car on a dirt, you know, on a on a quarter mile racetrack. But believe me, there's air there and it's free, and and you better be using it to your advantage, or or you're going to get outrun by somebody that does. So I would say those two areas. That's one of the best quotes I've heard. I was say that too. <laughs> There's air there and it's free, so you better use it. I'm going to have to write that yeah. one down. That was pretty cool. Man. <laughs> and that's the only thing that's free at the racetrack. So you, <laughs> yeah. might, you might as well take yeah. advantage of it. Um, that's right. And, you know, it, obviously we, we talk too, and, and, you know, we see the safety advancements and things like that. And, uh, you know, do you think we're really at a point here in this sport where it's, and, and I, I don't want to jinx anything, knock on wood, but, you know, we've really gotten to the point where we've got great safety in these cars. Well, I think we can always improve, but I think I think we've made we've made some big big advancements in in safety safety aspect of it. Um, you know, I don't I can't even really remember the last time someone's really gotten seriously hurt in a dirt light model. Um, you know that that comes to mind, but. You know, as, as being as being a uh, in the sport for a long time and seeing where these cars have came from to where they are now, uh, you know, there's, there's there's times through the '80s that these cars, dirt late models, didn't have the weight rule. Um, so we built these cars, I mean, dangerously light, uh, and, and and now you know we've gotten the standards up on the tubing that we used and the construction of these cars the way they are and. And everybody in the industry has done their part to to make safety uh, a number one issue as well as performance. And and I think when you get great companies that are out there that that are in the sport contributing, all pulling in the same direction for for that result, uh, it, it's it's going to be good. So I I, I think that uh, you know it, it's something that that a lot that we don't talk about a lot until something happens but i but i think there's you know our sport has has got to a point where you know we do talk about it you know um the seats nowadays are you know that guys are using the carbon fiber seats i mean that's cup technology that's bled down into dirt racing mm-hmm. that is that has made it better i, I think the last uh, the last dirt late model guy i can remember getting hurt is that is shane unger over there at uh at Eldora, but I think that same weekend is when they came right out with the you know the the door plate that to to yeah make sure that never happened again. I, I believe you're right. I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's take one more quick break and get our last round of sponsors in here, and then we'll come up and we'll come back and finish up here with Steve um, and uh, follow up here at the end. So, Steve, give us just a second. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. 
Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447. Or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. P3 Graphics is one of Indiana's premier suppliers for motorsports wraps and apparel. P3 Graphics offers great pricing along with some of the best customer service in the industry. Give them a try on your next project and you won't be sorry. You can contact them via email, phone, or on Facebook on the P3 Graphics page. To find out more, go to www.p3graphix.com. Again, that's www.p3graphics.com. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Calling today at 812-216-3900. And again, I want to thank all of our sponsors here at Throttled Up the Podcast and APR Podcast Studios. And I want to give one more time, I'm going to give a special shout out, man, because Eric Bryant down at P3 Graphics, um, I sent him maybe the roughest looking sketch of a banner that I wanted with all the APR shows on it. And he, man, he made it look killer. Um, got yeah, it. Yeah, got he, it printed he made, up he made you look good. Oh, he made me look awesome. Got it printed up, shipped it to me, took care of me. I'm telling you, if you guys need race shirts, you need wraps, you need banners, whatever you need, uh, call Eric at P3 Graphics, man. The, the guy is awesome and, and easy to work with, and I'll make sure you get exactly what you want. I, I'm going to add to this, Dustin. You got to, I don't know if they can see on the cameras or not, but you got Justin Bowling's uh, shirt on. Not the newest one, not the anger management shirt, but the uh, – his rookie of the year shirt there and uh i know me and you talked the other day and you have put that through the washer multiple times i have on purpose and i I, i've I've meant to message eric and say that we both have yes um to really test out how good this is and that's off his new machine and and it is it holds up to the wear and tear of a everyday uh dirt race shirt wear like uh, like we are yeah i throw it on under every sweatshirt just so it goes through the washer again so i to test it out so yeah huge shout out on the quality of stuff they do and like i said he's easy to work with and he'll make sure you get what you want and and again I know we've got the commercial, but p3racingshirts.com, no minimum. That's right. Um, so if you're if you're a driver that wants, you know, you're getting into the sport and you want to just get some T-shirts out there to people, you know, call Eric down there. No minimum. There's no got to buy 12 or got to buy 24 or got to buy 300. You can go down and buy, you know, any amount that you need to get you started, get your crew guys yep. some, and get them out in the stands. All right, Steve, here's my uh, – Here's my uh, question for you. I'm, I'm going to go a little off of the dirt topic uh, for just a second. Um, who's your pick right now to win the uh, the NASCAR Cup championship this year? Well, I, I probably should say either a Stuart Haas car or a Penske car. <laughs> my boys will probably have me. <laughs> but honestly, I believe I believe that uh, I I believe that. I'm not sure exactly what team it'll be, but I believe it'll be a Toyota team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems like those cars are stout this year. Um, uh, you know, I don't know, but you you can't never you can't never rule out uh, Kevin Harvick. I mean, that guy is just steady as she goes. So uh, I would say right now he'd probably be my pick. NASCAR has to be smiling because right now there there really isn't a dominant team that has exposed itself yet. I know it's still early, but uh, yeah. you know we've had pretty much almost what every 
every make of car has one at least a, a stage you know and you know, there's no one just absolutely, you know, Kyle Busch, of course, is dominating across all the series, but uh, that's a whole show in itself to argue that 200 wins compared to Richard Petty's. And, and uh, I know where I'll, I stand on that one, but I'll just I'll just be quiet. But, uh, well, you know, I'll say it. And, and I'm a Bush supporter. Um, it doesn't match it whatsoever. No. I, I totally you, agree. You can't, yeah. you can't win across the series. And, and I, I'm a Bush supporter and I don't mind him going down because I think it's now I hate when these guys do it all the time. I don't mind them jumping down to the truck in Xfinity because I think it's cool for those guys to get a chance to race against Kyle. But those 200 wins are not what Richard Petty did. So I, uh, and, I yeah. and I'm a Bush guy. So we're on the same page. That's that's rare for me and you, Dustin. It is. But uh, yeah, we're on the same page with that. I, I kind of think, you know, I I like Kyle Busch. I'm a fan. But getting 200 wins across all three series, I think that just deserves to be, you know, on a platform by, by itself. itself. Yes, sir. You know, that, that's yes. something that's very unique. You know, it may not even be done. Again, for, yeah, and it won't with, be. With the way this format is yeah. and everything, it, it's it, uh, people don't appreciate it. You but know? that's a great point. I, I, I don't want to downgrade yeah. what he's done. It just doesn't stack up to Richard Petty. Right. It's a whole different yep. accomplishment. I, I don't know if, if Kyle Busch can touch Jeff Gordon's number just in the Cup Series. Right. You know. Well, you you got you to gotta kind of relate it to the time, too. You know, when Richard was winning those races, there probably wasn't but maybe three or four guys that could really, mm-hmm. you know, get it done. Yeah. Or as today, you know, Kyle's, he's racing against uh, a whole lot more uh, teams that are capable of winning and and, and a lot of uh, a lot of technology behind those guys. So uh, it's I'm not saying it's any easier for Kyle, but I just think the, the era has a little bit to do with it, too. And I've said this on here before, and and uh, you know, I almost sound like a broken record, but uh, a lot of these guys wouldn't have the numbers they had if we hadn't lost Earnhardt when we did. You know, Davey Allison, Alan Kowicki, you know, all yeah. those guys. Uh, Robbie Moroso. I mean, so many people didn't. You know, he was just an up and comer in the Bush series back then, but I think he mm-hmm. would have made a big difference in Cup if he would have ever made it there before. You know, his passing also. So you know, we we. We can't leave those guys out of the factor of, of what would have happened. Well, and let's not even let's not even talk about the guys that passed. Let's talk about in the last three to four years some of the guys that have walked away. I mean, uh, Carl Edwards, Stewart. I mean, Casey Kane. Casey yeah. Kane. Let's go back to Steve Park, Matt Kenseth. I mean, yeah, I understand yeah. Kenseth out of the ride, which is a crying shame. I'll never understand that. But and I'm not even a Kenseth fan. Couldn't stand him. But that's craziness to me but you take some of those guys out i mean that's that's guys that absolutely would have uh been taken dale earnhardt jr another oh, one yes, that you just yes. brought up um there are a lot of guys that have stepped out of the the cars that uh could have been making wins as well yeah i agree uh, aj allmendinger I, I tell you what i, I rooted for <laughs> oh, that boy man. more than yep. just because <laughs> he was always an underdog you know i was a i was actually a dinger fan and and i hated the fact that uh he sidelined this year. You know, he made it interesting. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and it's so it's so funny to me. Not funny. It's it's, but you watch these guys, and it, it shows how much talent everybody has that makes it to that level. Because when they can get in good equipment, you know, Clint Boyer, um, Matt DiBenedetto has showed that he's got a little better equipment than he's ever had, and he's running. And they're yeah. talking about him the entire race now. Eric Almarola, yes. you know, so these yeah. guys that can get in 
um, some decent equipment with some R&D behind them and some, you know, uh, shops behind them, engine programs behind them, all of a sudden they can, they can run with anybody. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, look at, and, and I can use the, the, the truck series for an example, look at Kyle Bush's teams, his truck. Teams. <laughs> oh yes. It, it doesn't matter who he, it doesn't matter who he puts in them. Those trucks are going to run the top three or four or five everywhere they go. Uh, yeah. not taking away from anything that, of those kids that are driving them, but that is superior equipment. Yes. You know? So when you get an opportunity to set down in one of those trucks that, that Kyle Bush has basically, uh, done all the legwork for you and you get in it and you mash the gas and hang on the steering wheel, you know, that, that's, that, that helps a lot. You know, that helps a lot. That That's a great point right there. You know, he, he's taking all the hard work out and actually just given that just the boost to these young drivers to get them, you know, amped up to get on to uh, Xfinity in the Cup Series there. See, like, I yeah. think that with, you know, people complain about Kyle running, like, Xfinity and Truck. I mean, I could be wrong, but he brings a lot of sponsorship yes. to, you know, like Kyle Busch Motorsports, Joe Gibbs Racing. It gives a chance, you know, like, who's racing a truck for him this year? Is it, I think, Todd Gilliland? And um, I believe Harrison Burton, you know, yes. just yes. if it wasn't for Kyle Busch. They'd be out of rides. Exactly. Yeah. There wouldn't be anything like that. I, I just, I mean, I can see the people, their point, how he stinks up the show. But, I mean, that's his job. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, sure. I, I look at it like this. I mean, you, you look at, take any other sport. I mean, there there's college baseball teams that would love to have, you know, the top pitchers in, in Major League Baseball come down and, and have a chance to, to play against them. Even though they know I may never play them in the pros, I get that chance. There's plenty of guys in college basketball that aren't going to make the NBA that would love to play LeBron in a, in a scrimmage game yes. to get that opportunity. That's what I look at with this. If I'm, a, if I'm at that cusp of the top level or right below, I want that chance mm-hmm. to challenge Kyle Busch. I want that chance to right. run with him and see what I can do. That's right. That's that's how I would look at it too. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's and it's you know, it's no different than some of these young dirt guys that want to line up beside Scott Bloomquist. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And, and you know, I mean, they they want to they want to challenge themselves against the best. Uh, yeah. And I will say this, that's where I think it's even different in racing. And that's why I don't hate on Kyle Busch for doing it. We get pumped when it's not a big Lucas Oil show or something when somebody rolls into town that's that is a big name when when nicely rolls in on a, on a saturday night or a tanner english is known tanner to show english up, shows you know. up at brownstown yes. that's exciting and it, it does and like i said i'm not i don't want any of my modified guys at brownstown saying i i by no means are they afraid of tyler nicely not it just all. pumps it up well it, it gets exciting sure. I'm, i remember interviewing matt boatnick last year one night and i know you remember mm-hmm. this too the first thing he said was he was glad to win, but he likes it better when Nicely and Gilpin and, and Jeremy Owens and all are there because if you're going to win, beat the best. It makes everybody yeah, race right. race so much better. And then you see really how good you are when and Brownstown is a track that can get the best of the best show up on any given night. You know, that's the thing. And that's my point in, in racing, man. That's that's what makes it so much fun. That's why I think and especially as a fan, if I go buy a truck ticket. That's unbelievable when hey Kyle's racing. Oh yeah, I get to watch Kyle race today. That I think that's so cool. I I, I would totally agree with you. Totally. 
Well, Steve, man, we are we are at about an hour, and I, I want to say, you know, number one, thank you. Um, I, yeah. I, you, you sent me a message, man, and and I couldn't be more happy to have you on and and uh, get to hear your story a little bit, and, and hopefully the- uh, going forward, we get a chance to have you on again and and talk to you throughout the season. But I really appreciate you giving up your time to to be with us tonight. Let's push uh, Earnhardt Te- Technologies Group again one more time. So if some of our local guys gets parts from you. They, uh, you said they get an explanation with the part, and they also get some support if they have any questions. Yeah. Is that right, Steve? That's that's right. That's exactly right. And um, so, just I, you know, I encourage them all to you know to try us and give us a chance and and and, and see what we got, and uh, hopefully we can we can help them get the victory lane. And what's a good but way for I, them to reach you? Well, they can reach us by calling the shop at seven zero four. Six six two eight zero three zero, or email me at smaynard at dei zone dot com. Either way, uh, reach out to us and we'll see if there's there's anything that we can help you with. We we're more than glad to to, to do that. And, and I want to thank you guys um, for what you guys do. Uh, you know, I think it's great that you guys are uh, doing what you do and giving back to sport like this. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that's 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 pretty darn awesome. Well, thank you very much on that. Yes, thank you. And I I just want to say this: How cool is it that he just spouted off his email, and his email is at dei. Oh I yeah, mean, that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm one. I'm one to go make my own email now. That's just <laughs> droller at dei, even though it has no affiliation whatsoever. That is uh, that's yeah. awesome, man. That's when you're awesome. talking about you know dale senior and and you're at dei man that's so cool and steve uh like i said man stay in touch and uh if we can ever do anything to help you just let us know and we'd love to have you back on later in the year appreciate it guys i'd I'd love to come back thanks for everything hey Uh, if if you're up around home again though look us up definitely i would love to uh to meet you in person man and uh, like i said you are a, a new hero in my life here i'm 47 and you know you never get too old for for heroes but uh, you're definitely not a at new all one. you picked me up a year ago yeah yeah <laughs> but uh but well, definitely I appreciate that i w- i will be up for the jackson 100 uh so uh hopefully that weekend we could uh uh meet up and and, and have a chat That'd schedule be, it now man great. we'll we'll get you on live and uh yeah we'll yeah. we'll uh hook up the jackson 100 oh that'd be fantastic thanks guys all right have a good one steve appreciate it yes sir thank you all right, and I, uh, Nathan, man, thanks for uh, thanks for making an appearance again, coming back out, and um, guys, man, we are we're close. Yes, that's to say, this Saturday scheduled is the Indiana Icebreaker, and then for your viewing pleasure next next week, absolutely, two baby. nights, and that's right, two nights of racing action. It takes two nights to get all the fun in. Well, I told you why because you got to push them all off. It takes two nights to get them all. Don't going. even bring up the push and flip thing. <laughs> I can't believe he gave you that last week. Oh yeah, Ethan Barrel sits in the seat and gives me the the term push and flip. I mean, is that not going to come out of the speakers at Brownstown Speedway? I, I think so. I'm going to get tumble my- buggies. <laughs> tumble buggies. That's even better. You know what? <laughs> I am going to get my new. I'm calling. I'm calling P3 racing shirts. I'm getting the shirt made. I sent you because I don't have to have a minimum order, and <laughs> I'm getting right. one made. Because if you ain't a sprint car fan, you ain't. And uh, with that, oh, we that will. Right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 
we'll end the episode. And hey, but no, get out to the Brownstown Speedway this yes. weekend. Indian Icebreaker, Lucas Oil in town. Um, all your big names, but but not just your big names. Your local guys that are going to be there fighting against them as well. We have big names that that are in house. One hundred percent. You know, I am not going to rule an Alan Magner out ever at Brownstown Speedway. And I want to say this, you know, you brought it up last week. We make a lot of fun together, but uh, I am just as excited for this weekend and the Indiana Icebreaker as I am for next Me weekend too. and the All-In 25 and No Way Out 40. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, and Brownstown Speedway gives you right off the bat. We ain't waiting until August or September. We're talking no. in March. you got a Lucas Oil event and you got a non-wing sprint, two nights of non-wing sprints back-to-back. You know, what race racetrack starts that off? That's the season starting. Well, I can tell you this. There's not another one in Indiana. That's a fact. I mean, that that is uh, that is one heck of a starting set schedule. And uh, Throttled Up will be there. Uh, we will be in the pits. Uh, look us up. Um, and one thing I do want to shout out real quick, we are, we are selling out T-shirts. Uh, we have one Throttled Up hat left. For $15. We have one hat left. I uh, got several t-shirt sizes left. $10 a piece, man. Um, eat them up and, and let's get them out there so everybody looks good going to the track. We have uh, some exciting new things with merchandise coming yeah. up here uh, Actually, we've looked, in a couple on a little weeks. Bit tonight, we was working on some new merchandise. Yeah, so. we've got some new designs coming up, some new merchandise, and uh, so some exciting stuff. But uh, I do want to say thanks to Steve Maynard again, Matt. Thank you to you. Happy anniversary. Um, absolutely. <laughs> One year, man. This has been so much fun. Ain't that sweet. But I, I, I'm super impressed because he told me most podcasts don't make it past episode yeah. five. And well, we're on 41. Well, and I do want to shout out to you know some of these uh, real quick. The... Um, sponsors that have been with us since episode one and that is you know nathan and ryan bowling it in the fast lane productions schaefer photo and custom t brownstown speedway um you know those guys have been with us since we started this gig yes um they seen something in us we didn't apparently <laughs> yeah so. prior to us even releasing an episode they're yeah, like they, oh, they, yeah, they well. jumped on board with us so thank you we really do appreciate that and, and the loyalty you guys give us um this is a brainstorm me and Dustin had and said, hey, let's do this thing. And apparently people like it, so we keep doing it. So. Uh, yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I, I will throw this out. My boys at Smugcast always say this. It's a podcast. We can't get fired. So That's true. It's, yeah. It's the best of both worlds. But everybody, Indiana Icebreaker this weekend. Be out. Um, bundle up. Yeah, yes. bundle up. Uh, Bring bundle your up. willy warmers. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's getting close, guys. We're gonna smell the uh, the race fuel in the air and see the dust fly. So come to Brownstown Speedway this Saturday for the Indiana Icebreaker. We'll see you there. I'm from that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt. I'm a dirt trackaholic, call it what you call it, Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that, dirt, 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 I miss that, dirt, 